The Denver Broncos are set to play meaningful football in the month of December for the first time in what seems like a long time. Now they're in the playoff hunt. What do they need to do? What does the AFC standings look like? And how tightly contested is it? That's something we're going to dive deep into on today's brand new installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into another installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. GMB is your daily Broncos conversation. You get 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday, covering everything you need to know about your favorite Denver Broncos. We're riding a hot five-game win streak right here. Mile High Sports is every team, every day. Not only can you get Denver Broncos coverage here, you can get Denver Nuggets coverage with the Pickaxe and Roll podcast hosted by our Denver Nuggets beat reporter, Ryan Blackburn. The Denver Nuggets coming off of a road victory against the Los Angeles Clippers without Nikola Jokic, without Jamal Murray, without Aaron Gordon. Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan turning back the clock. Ryan Blackburn has you covered in the latest episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Make sure you check that out after you watch this episode here today. Uh, and also on top of that, if you love up to, up to the minute, up to the date information, columns and whatnot, milehighsports.com, we have you covered with daily content there as well. So make sure you go check that out here. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. And look, hey, it's an exciting time right now. I mean, we opened up at the beginning of the show talking about, hey, the Broncos here at this juncture entering the month of December. We're not quite there yet. It is November 28th as we're talking about this, but they do play in December and they play a very, very important game here on Sunday. It's going to be an 11 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, who under D'Amico Ryans in his first season, they are playing electric and they are just playing inspired football right now. It's been very fun to see from the outside. If you love football, like the story about the Houston Texans is very, very big this year, but they're a team that's in the Denver Broncos way as the Broncos have clawed their way back after starting off the season one and four, one and five. Now they're six and five rattling off five straight victories. And now they're in firm control of their playoff destiny. You've heard me say this before here, but I think the bigger thing we have to look at here, Denver's got six games left on the schedule, right? Six very crucial, very important games, and they've got to worry about that. They can't necessarily worry about what other teams in the playoff hunt, what they're doing you know, ahead of them, below them. You can't be focusing on other people while you're trying to get yourself in the driver's seat. So I think that's the message that we got we sat down and obviously talked with Broncos head coach Sean Payton on Monday morning in a conference call. And he talked to us. He's, you know, he said, Hey, I don't have to worry about that. Like that, you guys are going to do that for me in terms of us talking about, hey, here's what the playoff map looks like. Here's what the Broncos need to do. Here's who they need to hope wins and loses. So Sean Payton kind of gave us a little bit of credence to that. But you know, overall, he said the vibe and the focus for him, for his coaching staff, and even for his players is just, hey, with the focus on us, with the focus on the moment, the week that is right now. And that is the Houston Texans, who are going to present a little bit of a challenge defensively. They are talented, and they're playing really well under D'Amico Ryan's guidance right now. And they got some talented players, especially at the cornerback position, the secondary. Denver's going to have to find a way once again this week, I think, to try to really run the football against the Houston Texans. And the Texans are coming off of a little bit of a heartbreaking loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had a field goal kicker, Amendola, who they now have since waived. Pick a 58-yard field goal that would have tied the game up, sent it into overtime, and then it hit the middle of the goalpost and bounced off. And it was just a dramatic way to lose. But C.J. Stroud pulling out some magician-like moves. I mean, he's hard to bring down. He's 
He spins left. He spins right. He's very mobile. He extends plays with this, you know, outside the pocket. He can keep it himself. He's a very, very talented young player. And look, I mean, the amount of 300-yard passing games he's had this season as a rookie goes to show that he was probably the best quarterback in this past year's NFL draft class. So something to keep an eye on there. So let's talk about, okay, how big is this game here for the Denver Broncos on Sunday? Well, you know, we talk about Denver, where they're at right now. They are in the playoff hunt. They're in the picture. It's them, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Houston Texans and the Broncos. They're both sitting at a 6-5 and five record at the 8th and ninth seeds, respectively. Right now, behind the Broncos, you have the Buffalo Bills sitting there at 6-6. Six and six. And Buffalo's schedule coming up is really tough there, so I'm not envying where they're at right here. But so this is going to be a very pivotal matchup here because not only does a win give this, whoever wins gets the tiebreaker of the other team, right? But it also helps solidify a little bit of a cushion inside of the playoff hunt because now you look at the wild card seeding, these five through six here, the Pittsburgh Steelers with a seven and four record, they're sitting at the fifth seed right now if the playoffs were to begin today. The Cleveland Browns, who the Broncos just beat, sitting at a seven and four record after just beating them. They're at the sixth seed. And then the Indianapolis Colts, six and five, they are also there at the seventh seed. They're tied. I mean, Denver's tied at six and five. But here's the difference between why Denver's not in the seventh seed and why the Indianapolis Colts are. You look at the Broncos' overall conference record, three and four against AFC teams. Not good. They're taking care of business against NFC teams for the most part outside of the Washington Commanders. And look, if Denver wins that week one game against the Raiders, wins that week two game after being up 21 nothing over the Washington Commanders, the conversation we're having right now is a little different. Denver right there will probably be at the five seed. Maybe. I mean, they might even be contention for the AFC West. They might even be at the spot or tied there with Kansas City. It just really depends, right? But, you know, if we look in hindsight, how this season ends for Denver is going to be very crucial, right? Because let's say they miss out on the playoffs by one game. Like they needed to win one extra game in order to do it. You know, we're going to look back at that week two game against the commander and say, wow, you were up 21 nothing. What happened? And Or that Raiders game, like, ah, Denver should have held on and they should have won there. That's, I think, why I think people don't pay too much attention to like how important like what you do early on in the season has such a big impact that makes your room for error even smaller toward the end of the season. And I also think for Denver as well, I mean, they've clawed their way out of a one and five start and they've gone on a five game win streak, which has been super impressive. But now with six games remaining, like you have to keep extending that win streak. Like you can't afford to lose more than one. You know, I think Denver's room for error, I think is one game, right? I don't think you can afford to lose any more than one game in these final six games that Denver has here, which, I mean, you look at that on paper, that's a really tough ask here. Five of of Denver's six remaining games are against AFC teams, right? So with Denver sitting at a conference record of three and four, a win on Sunday puts them at four and four, puts them at 500, gives them the tiebreaker over the Houston Texans. And then the next week, they'll play the Los Angeles Chargers in LA. Then they'll be on the road to play the Detroit Lions, a non-conference game there. And then they're going to come back and they're going to host the New England Patriots who are going through their ups and downs there. And then they're going to have another home game on New Year's Eve against the Los Angeles Chargers. And then they close it out on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders, who are playing some pretty tough football right now as well. They're going to their bye week this week. So Denver has to take care of business here. You know, Your conference record is very, very important. Your divisional record is very important. So out of your six remaining games, you still have three AFC West divisional games remaining. You need to get those tiebreakers. The Raiders are a game and a half, two games behind Denver right now in the seedings. And same thing with the Chargers. The Chargers are a couple of games off as well, and they could go on a run. Like You, you just never know. And that's why you have to be very, very careful 
with how you proceed going throughout the rest of the way. So if we took a look at the other seedings here today, Ravens would be the number one seed, nine and three. The Chiefs would be the number two seed at eight and three. The Jacksonville Jaguars, three seed at eight and three. And the Dolphins at eight and three, they're going to be the four seed. I mean, the AFC right now, when you look at it in totality, stacked up to the NFC, it's not even close. Like the AFC is the most tightly contested conference right now in all of pro football. And even some of the teams that are behind the Broncos still can claw their way in. Like it's tough. It's competitive. It's not going to be easy. So Denver being in the playoff hunt right now is good. They have to continue to take advantage and capitalize on the opportunity that they have. And it's going to be the first of three straight road games for Denver. It's going to be an 11 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff against the Texans, the Chargers, and then all of a sudden on the road at the Detroit Lions, another noon kickoff. So that one actually could be flexed. Not sure. There's no confirmed time on that. That could actually be a Saturday game. So we'll keep you posted here as we go about here on GMB. But it's a tough stretch here for Denver. It's pivotal. And if Denver can go on and extend their win streak, I have all the confidence in the world that they will make the playoffs. You know, they've got themselves in the hole. They've kind of dug themselves out of it. Now they got to continue to pack it down with dirt and see where they stand. So big, big, big times here in Broncos country. But with that said, Broncos country, there's some other things we're going to dive deep into. We're going to talk about here on today's episode of the show. We've talked about the playoff race, what Denver needs to do. We'll talk about some of the challenges and the storylines heading into this game specifically against the Houston Texans. You're going to get all that on today's installment of Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about our friends over there at Superbook Sports here. Superbook Sports, they have you covered. If you refer a friend and you earn a $50 bonus this season with Superbook Sports, Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss the refer a friend bonus. All you need to do is click on the refer a friend link under your profile in the Superbook app. You share the promo code with friends, and you'll get a $50 bonus for everyone who registers using your code. So win money wagering and win money referring this season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Nuggets fans. Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. As a reminder, make sure you go check out Ryan Blackburn's Pickaxe and Roll podcast after you're done listening to Good Morning Broncos here. But Broncos country, Denver will be back on the practice field on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then they will leave for Houston on Saturday there. Part of me is wondering, Kareem Jackson, he lives in Houston. I wonder if he's going to get, you know, buy a suite and attend the game and watch it. Obviously, Broncos players coming out in support of him. Uh, just overall, you, you all know my thoughts on that situation. It is what it is. The NFL is exactly who they are. And it's tough in today's game, but um, obviously a lot of players this past weekend coming out in support of Kareem Jackson wearing the free K-Jack t-shirts. Um, they, they value him. He's been so good to these guys in that locker room. I can't even overstate it enough, the impact that Kareem has had there. So the Broncos definitely missing him, but they're also glad that they have P.J. Locke back in the mix here as he got the start this past Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. So something to keep an eye on here as you go about is, you know, can the Broncos maintain their health? I mean, I think one of the biggest keys for them to sustain the success that they've had in the last five weeks, they've been healthy. They, they haven't had a lot of major injuries and they've had continuity in terms of their personnel and lineups, which I think has been crucial. I mean, I just remember last year at this juncture, week 12, going into week 13, the Broncos were so banged up. They had so many dudes on injured reserve, which Denver's got quite a bit of guys on injured reserve, but not as of late, right? The last guy that they placed on injured reserve that was an impact player for them was Greg Dulcich. And that was a while ago, right? So Denver's, they're kind of riding this high hand of, you know, good health right here, knock on wood that it maintains here. 
But it's a big game here on Sunday against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Now, a couple storylines to watch for here for Denver's offense. The run game, continue. you have to continue to emphasize that. 169 yards on the ground against the NFL's top defense and the Cleveland Browns this past week. That's great, right? Do that against the Houston Texans. Like If Denver has the run game going in hostile territory, Denver's going to have a really great chance to go on the road and beat the Houston Texans. And I think the biggest key for us to take a look at maybe defensively here for Denver is, okay, hey, we all know how electric C.J. Stroud is. Look, they got Nico Collins. Tank Dell is a speedy young guy that is obviously making some plays for them. There's some former Broncos to watch for in this matchup as well. Eric Tomlinson at tight end. There's also, if I'm not mistaken, I think Eric Saubert signed with the Texans, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to double-check that. But then Andrew Beck at fullback. He had a kickoff return for a touchdown this year, folks, if you didn't remember that play there. So some former Broncos connections that are down there right now inside the Houston Texans organization. But for Denver defensively, you have to find a way to, to limit the big plays. Nico Collins is a big, long receiving threat. Hank Dell's a speedy guy that can hurt you. So I'm very curious to see who matches up, who do, do the Broncos put Patrick Sertan on Nico Collins. And then, you know, obviously Jaquan McMillan against uh, Tank Dell if he's in the slot. And then if Tank Dell's on the outside, okay, hey, Fabian Murrow's going to have to go make some plays against a speedy guy. But the thing with that that's so difficult about C.J. Stroud, you watch these Texans games here, and look, they, they did get Damian Pierce back this past weekend. As we all know, he's a very talented running back. He was one of my favorite running backs in the draft. Before last year, you know, it happened before last year's season. We got to see him in week two last year when Denver hosted the Houston Texans in that week two game that Denver won 16 to 10, if I'm not mistaken. Damian Pierce is a very talented back. He's a big physical bruiser. And obviously Denver has had their noted struggles against the run this year. Obviously they held the Browns who averaged 142.3 yards on the ground per game. They held them to 102 yards on the ground. Got to be able to do that against Damian Pierce. He, he's not going to go down on first contact. You have to wrap him up, stick him, and everyone has to rally and tackle there. But that's where the dynamic of C.J. Stroud you know, throws a little bit of an interesting wrinkle into things here because his elusiveness, his escapability. I mean, this is a guy who, look, if the Broncos are getting gashed in the run, then he's going to have a free time just to be able to do what he wants in the passing game because Denver would have to sell out against the run. This is going to be a tough matchup because I think in the last couple of weeks, we saw Denver sell out against the run uh, against the Cleveland Browns, and obviously it worked, right? And they relied on, okay, hey, we're going to force, jo uh, you know, we're going to force Dorian Thompson Robinson to throw the football. The week before, they're like, hey, we're going to sell out against the pass because they have really good wide receiving threats. We're going to force them to run the football. Josh Dobbs, and then they kind of tore Denver up a little bit, and then Denver found ways late to win. So this is going to be a challenge. CJ Stroud, it, just I, I think the way he composes himself inside the pocket. I think when the pocket breaks down, he's so good at escaping it and he can throw on the run and he can use his legs. He's a little bit of a different dynamic than what Denver has faced this year. Now, obviously through this gauntlet of win streak, like winning streak, Denver's beaten Jordan Love. They've beaten Patrick Mahomes. They've beaten Josh Allen, beaten Josh Dobbs at this point. Obviously they beat Dorian Thompson Robinson, but CJ Stroud's going to be a little bit of a different dynamic for them to take on here this Sunday. So Denver's going to have to play a really clean game. It's going to be, if you live in Texas, you're a Broncos fan out there, it's going to be a noon kickoff for you guys. It's going to be 11 a.m. Mountain Time here for those of us that live in Colorado. So we're excited to follow along the entire way here. What's the vibe? What's the storylines going into practice this week? We'll obviously have you covered. We'll keep you up to date on the injury report on Good Morning Broncos. And as we had said on yesterday's show, we pushed the mailbag to Wednesday. So Broncos country, if you have a question you want to ask, drop it in the comments down below. We'll use it on tomorrow's GMB where we will get deep and personal, I'd say, in the mailbag in terms about what the Broncos playoff hopes are, how fans are feeling about it. Like we want to know all these things about how you feel. So send us your questions 
on Good Morning Broncos. But with that said, we appreciate you so much, Broncos country. We'll catch you next time for tomorrow's freshly brewed installment of GMB. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports.